Um, glad to see you and be here in this different um, place for me. You know, it's always good to get out of your comfort zone because most of the time, not all the time, when you're out of your comfort zone, you can't rely on your own strength anymore, but we've got to reach out and rely on God's strength, rely on the Holy Spirit. And so that's who I'm relying on this morning. And so I'm so glad that all of you are here with me. I'm excited to be here to talk about the tribe today. Somebody say the tribe. tribe. If you haven't been here with us, that's okay. Um, We're going to have a great time today talking about the tribe. Now, raise your hand if you're in Remix on Wednesday night. Let me hear from the Remix who were here on Wednesday. All right. Awesome. So Remix. Guess what? You've already heard this message. That was like my warm-up on Wednesday night. So don't worry. I don't want you to be bored, though. So I have a job for y'all. Y'all listen in, and, like, y'all can tell me afterward, like, what I did differently. Like, listen for changes in the message. So don't get bored. Y'all listen up, and it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Um, But I want to start today by telling you the story of of a lady named Lisa. Lisa with a Y. She's Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman. And um, you may know her. She has the Proverbs 31 ministry. And I have heard Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman, for many years. Um, When I used to drive back and forth to Houston, I would hear her on the radio, 89.3 KSPJ. I would hear the Proverbs 31 woman. And um, I loved listening to her. Whenever I would hear her come on, she would give like a little, you know, 30-second speech on how to be a good mom, how to be a good wife. Um, And I'd be like, wow, this woman must be amazing. I mean, listen to her. She just like has all the right things to say. You know, Proverbs 31 is the chapter of the Bible that says how to be an awesome, godly Christian woman. And this was the picture of Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman. Has anybody ever heard of her or heard her before? She's an awesome lady. So a few years ago, I was scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, just looking through social media, and I saw a crazy thing. Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman, had posted um, a status update, and she was announcing that um, she was getting a divorce from her husband. And after, you know, over 20 years of marriage, her husband had repeatedly been unfaithful and, and just was not committed to their marriage, so they were going to have to end their marriage. And so as a public figure, figure as a Christian woman, uh, Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman, I mean, can you imagine how she felt? She's like the representative of Christian women, the Proverbs 31 ministries, and she's having to put this uh, you know, put this out to the public, I'm getting a divorce. My husband and I are getting a divorce. And so this status update, as you know, you can share people's, uh, people's statuses on Facebook. You can share the news. Her news got shared. It went viral. So tens of thousands of times, her news got shared. Everybody was sharing it. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman, is getting a divorce. They're like, Oh my gosh, what would you be like? Did anybody else hear about this happening? So I I was the same way. I was like, oh my gosh, that's awful. And especially for who she is. I mean, this is just a terrible thing to happen to someone. And so, you know, it went on. That was that. Well, a a year later, maybe, I thought about Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman again. And I thought, I'm going to look her up. I haven't really heard anything from her. I wonder what happened with her, if she's still doing her ministry, like what's going on. So I look her up, and it turned out just recently, after I had, you know, decided to look her up again, she had made another post. 
And miraculously, her husband uh, had turned his heart back to God, turned his heart back to their marriage, and their marriage had been restored, uh, which was amazing. But I thought, why didn't I hear about this? Like, when she was getting divorced, it was, like, everywhere, and now they're getting back together, and it's like, I I didn't hear anything about this part. And um, so I looked at it, and it had been shared 355 times. And so, you know... I told the remix on Wednesday, if I shared something on my Facebook page and it got shared 355 times, I'd be like, wow, I am basically famous now. I mean, (laughs) everybody cares what I'm doing. Everybody is sharing this. But for Lisa, you know, 355 times, that wasn't really a big deal. Nobody really cared, right? right? That her marriage, God had done a miracle in her life. And nobody really said anything about it. And so um, I asked myself the question, why is this? And it's funny, I actually looked up why did no one share this. And there's a lady, you can look it up. She wrote a blog post about why, why did no one share, why did no one care when Lisa got back together with her husband. But why is this? Why do we do this? Why do we gravitate to bad news? You know, I find myself doing the same thing. Whenever I read a news article, I'll see something um, and it's just like a terrible thing that happened and I'll just want to read all about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Or I'll see something posted on Facebook and it's like, did you see that? Did you see what happened? You know, it's like the bad news we want to share. I notice myself gravitating to bad news, being obsessed with it, and also repeating it, sharing it with others. Anybody else with me? Do you do this? Why do we gravitate to repeating bad news and not good? I want to think about that this morning. Why do we easily repeat negative things? It's like feels good. We're like, yes, I want to tell somebody about this negative thing. Why do we easily repeat negative things about others and not positive? Today I'd like to share with you about tribe talk. Somebody say tribe talk. talk. It's time to, Remix can help me with this, Take back the chit-chat. Yes, they had my back. Time to take back the chit-chat. Now, I can say that I have done my fair share of talking so far in life. Like, I have, don't normally have a lack of words, you know. You can ask my husband. I'm, I'm usually talking a lot. There, there's no shortage in this area. Um, and so, I, you know, I have a lot of experience in talking because I talk a lot. So the goal of the tribe, somebody say tribe. The goal of the tribe is to move in oneness with God as we move in oneness together. One of the big things that's going to keep us from that oneness is the way we talk as a tribe. Gossip and negative talk at church, on the job, on social media, in our community, it divides the tribe. It divides us as the body of Christ. And it also stains our character with the world. So I want to pray before we get started on talking about Tribe Talk today. Father God, I love you and I thank you, God, for this opportunity to use me today in this way. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you know each person here. You know me. You know each of us better than anyone knows us. Holy Spirit, you know us better than we know ourselves. And you know what we need this morning. And so, Holy Spirit, I ask you to just speak into each person's life today. I pray right now in Jesus' name that as we receive from you, that we don't listen for anyone else but just for us. Let this be a time just between you and us this morning, God. 
And I pray, God, that I'm only your mouthpiece, that you will use me, Holy Spirit, to speak truth into the lives of the people here today. God, I love you. I thank you for this opportunity to serve you. And I thank you for your presence in this place. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right, so back to why we constantly repeat and share bad news. It turns out this is nothing new. Believe it or not, people have been doing this since Bible times. Would you believe it? And I have the story to prove it. All right, so we're going to go to Numbers chapter 13, verse 1. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to check out the land of Canaan. I am giving it to the Israelites. Let's say that together. I am giving it to the Israelites. Don't forget that. God is giving it to the Israelites. So the Israelites are the good guys, right? They're God's chosen people. And God is giving this land of Canaan to them. It says, send one leader from each of Israel's tribes. Anybody know how many tribes there were? Twelve. So they're going to send twelve men. So Moses sent them out from the desert. He sent them as the Lord had commanded. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. So a total of 12 tribe leaders were sent to spy out the land that God was going to give them. And so they went out, they spied out the land, they checked it out, they did what Moses had asked, and let's see what happens next. So we're going to go down to Numbers 13, 26. So the men came back to Moses, the 12 men that went out and spied the land. They came back to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel. There the men reported to Moses and Aaron and all the people. They showed them the fruit of the land. Verse 27, they gave Moses their report. They said, we went into the land you sent us to. It really does have plenty of milk and honey. Here's some fruit from the land. But the people who live there are powerful their cities have high walls around them and are very large. We even saw members of the family line of Anak there. So those were known as giants. Okay, verse 30 says, Then Caleb interrupted the men speaking to Moses. He said, We should go up and take the land. We can certainly do it. Now why would he be able to say that? If you remember back in the beginning of Numbers 13, chapter 1, God said to Moses, I am giving it to the Israelites, right? He promises them, I'm giving you this land. So Caleb, in verse 30, interrupts and says, we should go and take the land. We can certainly do it. Verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him spoke. They said, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. The men spread a bad report of, about the land among the Israelites. They said, the land we checked out destroys those who live in it. All the people we saw there are very big and tall. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and that's how we seemed to them. All right, so here is the story. We've got 12 guys. They go spy out the land that God is going to what? Give them. They come back and give the report, and it doesn't sound good. So I noticed some things that I could learn from the story of the original tribe, which was the Israelites. So here are some talking points on how we can take back the chit-chat. Let's say that. Take back the chit-chat in our tribe. So that's what uh, God has on my heart this morning is that the chit-chat, the things we say, the things that come out of our mouths without even thinking, um, God is dealing with me about the things that I say, and I believe that he wants to deal with each of this this morning about the way we talk as a tribe. So here is the first thing that we can learn. The first talking point on how we can take back the chit-chat in our tribe is, number one, there are always more people sharing the bad news than God's news. 
So we remember in our story about Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman, lots more people wanted to share her bad news than good news, right? Same thing in this story in Numbers. So there were 10 people who were sharing the bad news, who said, we can't do it. We cannot go take this land. And there were how many that had good news? There were two. So I think we see this today all the time. Can you agree? Um, School, you know, for those of us who are still in school, how about at home? Anybody ever highlight the bad news at home? You don't really notice, like, the good things maybe that your spouse or that your children do, but, like, the the bad things, they just shine. They're just highlighted somehow, and that's all that we talk about. That's all we notice. Colby was just getting an amen back there. (laughs) Uh, School, home, work. Social media, for sure, bad news is everywhere on social media. We gravitate toward that bad news. Where else, maybe in your life, you can think about where is bad news shared more than good news? Now, I I don't want you to get it twisted today. I'm not just talking about being positive. Is it great to be positive? Yes, it's great to be positive. But I'm not just talking about being positive. I'm talking about sharing God's news, God's truth, um, instead of what everybody else is saying. Because everybody has their opinions today, especially on social media. We hear everyone's opinion. But I'm encouraging you to look out and say, what is God's truth? In this situation, what is God's news? You know, gospel means good news, and God wants us to share the good news. God's news is good news. What was God's truth back at the beginning of this story? I am giving this land. I am giving it to you. So it really doesn't matter how many people were against the two. It didn't matter that everyone was against the two, uh, the two with a positive report. The truth was, God's truth was, I am giving you the land. All right, number two, just because it's a fact doesn't mean it needs to be shared or repeated. Just because it's a fact doesn't mean it needs to be shared or repeated. So verse 31 of Numbers chapter 13, the 10 badmouth spies, that's what I call them, the badmouth spies, they say, we can't attack those people. They're way stronger than we are. Was that a fact? I mean, it said they were giants. They were descendants of giants. So was it a fact that they were way stronger than the Israelites? Probably. How many times have you heard someone say, or maybe you've said yourself, I know I've done this a lot. I I go up to somebody and like, I have some news that I want to share. And I go up to them and I'm like, I need to tell you something. And I mean, I'm not trying to say anything bad about this person, but I mean, it's true. So that's why it's okay for me to tell you. This is just true. Anybody? I mean, I'm not gossiping because this is true. It's a fact, so I, I just have to, I have to share this with you, yeah? I'm just saying this because it's the truth. Just because it's the truth does not give us a license to share the information with everybody. Just because it's true doesn't need, mean it needs to be said or repeated, even if you saw it yourself. So the 10 spies, they went out, the, the 10 badmouth spies, they went out and they saw the land for themselves. They saw there's giants here. We can't do this, you know, and you may say, well, I saw this for myself, so it's my job to let the world know, you know, what happened, because I mean, I saw it for myself. It doesn't mean you need to run and tell everyone. Now, I do have a side note to this, because in any sermon, there's always going to be the flip side to something, and I don't want anybody to get it wrong. So there are exceptions to this rule. So if someone's being hurt, okay, if someone's being abused, and you know about it, you obviously need to tell the proper authorities, the proper people that can help. Amen? Amen. 
Also, another, another part of this is if someone is hurting the church, the tribe, if someone's harming the tribe by their actions, maybe they're harming God's message because maybe they're representing one thing um, as a leader and then in the world they're representing something else that's harming the tribe. So if you know of something like that that's going on, that would hurt the tribe. So it's important to let the leadership know, let the pastors know or whoever's in charge and that goes for work or, or anywhere else. If someone's harming the tribe, someone's doing something that's, that's tarnishing the name of Jesus and you know about it, that's not something that you need to keep to yourself, right? Now, I'm not saying you need to run and tell the whole entire church, but maybe go to the pastors and say, I want you to know this is happening. So you're not doing God a favor by keeping that to yourself. And that might make you feel better, you know, like, okay, I'm going to keep this to myself. I'm just, no. That might make you feel better, but if you know that someone is harming the tribe, it's, it is your job to share with the leadership. Amen? That was just a side note to my, to my point number two. And then I also have a second side side note. Can I do a side side note? And this is a soapbox. This is just a soapbox that I have. So the point is, just because it's a fact doesn't mean it needs to be shared or repeated. My side note soapbox to this is, there's no need to state the obvious. This is just in life. So there's no need to state the obvious. And what do I mean by that? I, I tell this to my kids all the time. So let's say, you know, um, Emily gets a brand new haircut. She has a brand new haircut. Her hair is like, you know, way shorter. And, and she comes in and she's like, you know, when you get a new haircut, you're kind of nervous. You're like, I wonder if people are going to like it or, you know, what are people going to say? So she walks in, she has her new haircut and you see her and you're like, did you get your haircut? It's like... You want to just be like, no, it's just, this just happened. I woke up and it was short. <laughs> so they said, you, or they're like, you got your hair cut. You're like, yes. What do I say now? It's not a compliment. You're not complimenting me. You're like, you're stating the obvious, right? Or how about like, I, I have long hair. It's, it's normally it's even longer than this. People be like, your hair is so long. Okay. Yes, it is. My hair is long. I don't know why I'm on the hair right now. Let me, let me try to think of a different one. I, I did this one on Wednesday. Like, you got, like, something happening on your face, you know. Oh, I know. I've, I had poison ivy, like, really bad. I'm really highly allergic to poison oak. It's bad. It's a bad thing. And I've gotten it twice, like, on my neck right here, on my ear. It's just, it's really bad. And people are like, what's on your neck? Or you have something red on your neck. Or why is your face red? That's a good one. Why is your face red? <laughs> so... I'm just saying my side note soapbox. I'm just saying instead, whenever we're thinking about what we're saying to people, let's, you know, let's state compliments. If you're just going to state the obvious, like, you know, you're wearing brown shoes. Okay. Have, I like your new haircut. I like your brown shoes. Or if you don't, then, you know, just don't say anything at all. <laughs> you don't have to say something when somebody gets a haircut. You know, you don't have to be like, I love your purple hair. Or you could be like, I love your purple hair. It's amazing. No need to state the obvious. Instead, share compliments. Okay, so number two, just because it's a fact doesn't mean it needs to be shared or repeated. Now, let's remember what was God's truth back at the beginning of this story. Yes, I'm giving you this land. So the facts don't matter. God's truth is what matters. Okay, number three, facts turn into scary rumors very quickly. Can I get an amen? 
Verse 32 says, they spread scary rumors among the people of Israel. Now, that's the Message Bible. I love the Message Bible. The NIV says they spread a bad report. But I love, they spread scary rumors among the people of Israel. This was the 10 bad mouth spies, right? So they had their bad report, and then they, they shared the facts, and then they went on with scary rumors. They started with negative facts, but those quickly evolved. Do you ever see this happen? All the time. You hear something and you're like, this is what happened. Somebody tells you, like, this is what happened. I heard it from this person who heard it from that person who heard it from, you know. And by the time it gets to you, it's not even the same story. So nine times out of ten, when you hear a story about someone, it's probably not true. But even if it is, just head back to point two. Just because it's a fact doesn't mean it needs to be shared or repeated. Amen. Amen? All right, so facts can turn into scary rumors very quickly. Number four... Words can quickly cause chaos. So if you go on to the next chapter in Numbers, chapter 14, verse 1, the whole community was in an uproar, wailing all night long. So we see this series of events. The spies go check out the land. They come back. Ten of them have a bad report. Two of them have a good report. Um, Ten of them share the facts. Two of them say, no, we can do this. We can do this. Then it turns into scary rumors, and after the scary rumors, then everybody is up all night wailing, there's an uproar, things are just um, spiraling out of control, like the snowball that starts at the top of the hill, and it's rolling, and it's rolling, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what, ha- what is happening with the Israelites right now. So in verse, uh, in verse 1, chapter 14, it says, the whole community was in an uproar. They were wailing all night long. So are the words coming out of your mouth bringing peace? or chaos and uproar, which is also known as drama. So let's think about the words that are coming out of our mouth. So the 10 bad mouth spies, their words were just creating this snowball effect. Do you ever see your words doing that? It's just, it started as one little thing, but then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's just this chaos that's rolling out of control. And, and then it ends up stuff that's not even true, like the scary rumors, Right? So if drama surrounds you, if you're someone who is surrounded by drama, may I suggest a mouth check, a tribe talk check. The 10 bad mouth spies caused plenty of drama. Everyone at this point had forgotten what Moses, what God said to Moses at the beginning of the story, which was what? Yeah, but because of all this, all this talk, all this, uh, all the rumors, all the chaos, No one remembered what God had said. No one remembered his promise to them. So our words can quickly cause chaos. Number five, our talk can cause us to quickly forget who our leader is and decide to choose a new one. Let me show you how the Israelites did this. In chapter 14, verse 4, it says, They were soon all saying to one another, Let's pick a new leader. So they're wailing, they're wailing all night, they're out of control, they're in complete chaos, and then they just say to each other, let's pick a new leader, because like this leader just isn't working for us. Let's head back to Egypt. So Egypt was the place where they were slaves. Egypt is a symbol of sin, and they're like, let's go back to Egypt, we'd rather be there than with this leader, Moses, and who was really their leader? God. Talking about others, spreading rumors, causing chaos, led to the Israelites completely forgetting who their leader was, Moses and God. So when we're caught up, when I'm caught up in talking about the latest rumor or the latest drama, are we remembering who our leader is? 
when we're caught up in, you know, oh, I've got to share what I saw on Facebook or I've got to share what I heard about so-and-so, when we're caught up in all of that, are we remembering our leader? Ouch, that hurts. I'm guilty too. So it's time to check our tribe talk. It's time to take back the... Yeah. Okay, number six. Words can set actions in motion that we never thought we'd do. This story in Numbers is just getting crazier by the verse. In chapter 14, verse 10 through 12, the Israelites are now so out of control from the chaos and drama, which, remember, was all started from the bad mouth spies, that they are planning to stone their leaders. And in case you don't know what that means, they're planning to commit murder, right? I'm not saying you're planning to commit murder, but when gossip and lies get out of control, you definitely may find yourself in a situation that you wish you weren't in. Has that ever been anyone here? Have you ever found yourself in a situation just by, maybe you said like one thing and maybe like kind of wasn't true, but then the wrong person found out and then like, then you're having to like say something else to cover it up. It just kind of, and then you end up doing something and you're like, man, why didn't I just tell the truth from the beginning? Or why did I just not talk about that person from the beginning? You kind of find yourself in situations, maybe not you, but I've definitely find, found myself in situations where I'm like, man, I kind of wish I wasn't in this situation. I kind of wish I would have uh, checked my chit chat. Amen? Okay, so let me, let me share um, a, an example from real life for myself. So as an adult, as a pastor, so because some people want to say, oh, only kid, only, this is only a message for uh, like kids and youth because they're the ones that are always gossiping and talking about one another and causing drama. But we all know better than that, right? Okay. So as an adult, this is, this is a story of something I actually did. So I was, I was preparing a text to tell my husband about someone. Okay. As a pastor, what? I did this as a pastor, as an adult, as a pastor of this church. Colby, I think people are like freezing. I'm just saying it's <laughs> um, As an adult, as a pastor uh, of this church, so I was preparing a text to send to my husband about someone. But instead of sending it to my husband, I sent it to the person. Look how y'all are drawn to that negativity. <laughs> I just see this. So, so I sent a text to the person that I was talking about, and I sent it to uh, the person instead of my husband. And I couldn't, like, pretend that it wasn't about them because it also included their name. So it's not like, you know, it's not like we're unsure of, of, of anything. So, so that happened, and... Um, so how many of you want to know who that person is? <laughs> Thank you, Reese, for your honesty. He's like, okay, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. How many of you want to know who that person is? Okay, why is that? Why do you want to know? Because your flesh is drawn to negativity. No, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, who, who, who was it? Who was it? I mean, people are going to come up to me afterward and be like, who was that? Who did you say that? I'm not going to tell you. Because I do not want to, uh, I don't want to, you know, just, just, uh, just pump up your flesh in that way. Flesh is drawn to negativity. I don't want to tell you any more about the story, but other than the fact that it happened. And it was a, it was a tough time. Um, but guess what? 
This person was a tribe member, okay? And guess what? We talked about it, and the person forgave me, and I think that is an amazing example of tribe talk. Because, you know, when something like that happens, you could just, you know, if something like that happened to you, like if somebody sent me a text about me um, instead of who they're meaning to send it to, they could, I could go and tell everybody what this person did. You know, I could, I could spread it to everybody and cause division and things like this, but this person didn't do that. Um, they, for, they, they came and talked to me about it. So that's tribe talk, right? They didn't go like talk to everybody else. They came and talked to me directly about it. And, um, and forgave me, and now our relationship, and this person would say the same thing, is stronger now than it was even before that happened. So God can use negative things in our life to turn them around um, for his good and for his glory. So um, anyway, I wanted to share, to share that, uh, you know, that experience with you, just, just one of the many experiences where, you know, my talk got, you know, the best of me. So our flesh is drawn to that negativity. You know, it, like, it feels good to like hear something bad about someone and then share it. It doesn't feel good to the real us. It doesn't feel good to our spirit, the new creation. But it feels good to our flesh. We're like, wait, what did you say? Wait, what did they do? It's like, I can hear better now than I've ever been able to hear before. <laughs> it's like I wasn't paying attention at all, but wait, what? I think one of the main reasons we want to be the center of the daily gossip or drama is because it makes us feel important to be the one who has the news that everyone else wants to hear. Like if we have the, the nugget of negativity, like we feel like we've got something, you know, that, that everybody else wants to know about. And we feel so important to be able to share this with other people. But that's not the way the tribe is called to talk. That's not the, the conversation that Christ is calling us to. He's calling us to something more than that. So it makes us feel important to be the one that has the news everybody else wants to hear, but it, it's definitely short-lived gratification. It doesn't last long. Because you know what? The next day or the next time that the gossip rumor mill comes around, what if, it's your, what if you're the one they're talking about? Then how does it feel? when you're on the other side of it. Let's find our worth in who Christ says we are. His words are eternal. They last a lot longer than today's gossip column. So can I say that that short-lived gratification where you feel important, and I don't, I'm not speaking down to you, where I feel important because I've got this information to share, that's so short-lived. It's, it's like, it's trash. And God's word is eternal. And so he's calling us and he's drawing us to consider our words and consider what we're saying and, uh, and, and say words that have eternal value, not that just are lost and just thrown into the trash. After all the badmouth spies and Israelites did, so their whole story, now I'm, I'm only giving you a, a really small part of this story. It's a very interesting story. So if you want to read the rest of it, just go like Numbers 14 and 15. You can see the ending of the story. This is just a small part of it. But after all that they did, which is forgetting God's promise that he said, I'm giving you the land. After all that they did, guess what? God still loved them, just like he still loves us whenever our chit chat is not tribe worthy. He still loved them. Numbers 14, 18 says that God forgave their sin. They did still have a consequence, and you can read about that on your own. 
All the people with the bad mouth spies never got to see the land that God was giving them. They didn't believe his promise and they didn't get to see it fulfilled. Oh, but the two good mouth spies, which were Joshua and Caleb, they were blessed for remembering God's truth, which was what? I'm giving you the land. They were blessed and they got to go and see the land. They were blessed because of, for remembering God's truth. He was giving them the land. So the complete uproar was totally unnecessary. And a lot of times the uproar and drama in our lives is completely unnecessary as well. I would like to challenge each of us, myself included, to take back the chit-chat as a tribe. I want to share with you about Lisa, the Proverbs 31 woman that I talked about at the beginning. She has an awesome quote to encourage us in this. Before we part our lips to speak this week, let's go ahead and determine to pause and ask ourselves this question. Are my words kind, necessary, and true? If the answer to all three parts of that question is yes, we may proceed ahead. If the answer to any part of that question is no, we need to stop the words from coming out. Does that mean there's no room to address hard issues with one another? No. But it will always be done with a spirit of kindness using only words that are necessary and true. So in the situation that I had with a tribe member where I hurt them, so I'm not saying you don't ever address any hard issue. The person was hurt. And the person came to me and talked to me about it. But they could answer these three questions. Are my words kind, necessary, and true? It doesn't always make you feel... Kind, necessary, and true words may not always make you feel really good. But if they're from God, they're, they need to be said. So it will always be done with the spirit of kindness, using words that are necessary and true. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Are our words benefiting those who listen to us? I want to share with you, just in closing, uh, a quick story of how God is uh, making this tribe talk real in my life um, over the last couple of months. So um, I was in a situation where I found myself in a cycle, like in a, in a negative rut, in a negative, it's just a circle where it just goes like this and it always comes back. And it might get better for a minute, but it always comes back. It's just over and over. And it was with my talk. It was with the things that I was saying. And it would be about the same, the same people, the same, uh, same situation. You ever hear, I always, pastor used to always say, like, he would go and, and talk to people and be like, how's it going? And they'd be like, oh, same thing, different day. He always, he hates it when people say that, same thing, different day. But that's kind of, when I was thinking of these conversations that I was having, that's kind of what I thought about it, same thing, different day. It's the, it's the same words that I kept saying about the situation. It, it may have been kind of different circumstances. It's like, oh, well, what happened today? Oh, well, this, this is what happened today. Oh, what, it might have been a little bit different, but it's just this, it was the same thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Same thing, just over and over um, in a rut and in a cycle. And a mentor in my life uh, said to me, why don't you stop talking about that for a little while? Why don't you just take a break? But it seemed necessary to me because, like, these things needed to be fixed, and these, this was a problem, and these things needed to be changed. But, but this person said, you know, why don't you just stop talking about that for a little while and um, just have a season of not talking about it. And so um, 
I, you know, let my husband know, like, hey, I need to stop talking about this for a while, so please help, help me stay accountable um, in this. And whenever I was talking about these things, I felt so uh, just down in the dumps when I was repeating these negative things. I felt, but, but, you know, it was the other person's fault because it was their actions, you know? So it was their fault. They were the reason why I felt this way, Right? Um, and so that's how I was justifying it to myself. Like, it's, it's their fault that I'm, I'm having to say these things. So, um, so I, stopped, I stopped talking about this situation. I stopped talking about um, this person or these people. And um, it, was, it was pretty amazing. As soon as I stopped talking about it, because it wasn't productive. It wasn't one of those things where you need to go to have a conversation about it. As soon as I stopped, the situation changed. It was amazing. But guess what? The people I was talking about didn't change. The situation didn't change. It was just me. God changed me, and it changed my situation. So I was spending all this time blaming others because of the things they were doing wrong and how, you know, all of these things. And and the whole thing was it didn't matter, you know, because it was affecting me and it was my choice if I was going to keep talking about it. So it was amazing. I stopped talking about it, and God changed me. It was amazing. And he's continuing to illuminate this area of my life with each conversation. So God is doing this cool thing in my life, the Holy Spirit. In the past, I've been such a doer. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop talking about people. And so I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm like trying to set an alarm on my phone, stop talking about people, don't talk about people, set it at the top of every hour, the alarm goes off, I'm not going to talk about people. And I'm like trying with all my might, like it hurts, I'm trying so hard, you know, to do something like this, I'm going to not talk about people. But the Holy Spirit will do a cool thing, and he's done this in my life. He's like, he's like, if you were here for my light bulb message that I did last year, he's turning on the light bulb in this situation for me, and I'm not trying, it's just the Holy Spirit's just saying, Oh, hey, you might not want to talk about that. It, it's, like, it's like I feel the words coming out, and he's just, it's just a gentle, like, hey, let's not. And it's still my choice because my flesh is like, but you need to say that because it's true. It's a fact. You need to tell someone. It's wrong. And it's like the Holy Spirit is just saying, no, you don't. You don't need to say this. And so I want to encourage you today um, to allow God to illuminate this area of your life if this is an issue for you or or just whatever it is about your talk. I feel strongly that there's all of us in one area or another in our, in our talk as a tribe um, that God could illuminate for us. And so I want to encourage you to just allow the Holy Spirit to take inventory right now of your, of your heart and of your life and of the things that you're saying. And, um, and let, let God start to illuminate, illuminate those things in your life. So I don't have to try. The Holy Spirit is making it clear. And uh, my prayer today is that you have just, um, the Holy Spirit has spoken to you and uh, maybe illuminated something in your life about the way you're talking. And uh, I want to encourage you to just ask him for help. What do I need to change? Ask him to help you. Because we can't do it on our own. We, need it with, we can only do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So let's pray. Father God, I love you. I thank you. Um, that you are guarding our mouths, you're guarding our hearts, you're guarding our spirits. This word, I thank you for this word that we can learn uh, from the Israelites. 
And God, I want to ask you to help us guard our mouths. Help us to honor you and lift up others in what we say. Lord, I pray that we don't try to get to the top, the number one spot by what we say, but that we lift up you and try to get you to the top, you in the number one spot by the words that we say. God, teach us to communicate in a healthy and God-honoring way. Lord, I thank you that you're illuminating the places in our life that are dark when it comes to tribe talk. Show us what we need to change, God. Show us the value of our words, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're calling us. Um, I want to give the opportunity, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Christ here today, um, it's the best journey you'll ever take. And so if there's anyone here, if you do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you have not asked him into your heart to forgive you of your sins and become a born-again believer, if you have not done that, I just want to ask you to raise your hand and I'd love to say a prayer with you after the service. All right, well, would you stand with me?